Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Kyle Lowry. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Revis. And who, sir, are you? I am the producer. My name is Matt Duncan, Esquire. How are you doing, Fred? Esquire. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Do people still say Esquire to uh, sound, fa- sound fancy? Well, uh, you're, you're my Maddie D, my very own Maddie D. Uh, so you're Esquire. You're, you know, you're I'm Esquire. And as fine <laughs> as they come, and you're wearing a leather button up. Oh, leather. Oh, this is a denim shirt. <laughs> oh, I, I meant to say denim. <laughs> leather. leather. Oh, I wish I was wearing a leather button-up shirt. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is not the button-up podcast, folks. This is the, the uh, Confederacy of Dunks podcast. We're Raptors fans. We're hardcore NBA fans. Yeah. Um, we're just nuts about basketball. And we mostly have comedians on, performers and other than basketball, yeah, some sports so really personalities, good. some writers, you know, That's so right. I think we've even had a guy worked at a pizza place once. Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Maddie. Yes. If people want to help us find us, make sure they have a, an unitchy head. Yes. Uh, support other comedy podcasts. Where, where can they do all of that? Okay. Well, do all that? let's start at the sonar That is the podcast network we are a part of. This is brought to you by, uh, you can go to their website. You can also go to dunkspodcast.com. You know, uh, you know, our website is a bit like uh, a teenage boys, uh, skateboard covered in stickers, <laughs> but, uh, I think that you can get all the info you want there. You can get our podcatchers. You can get our Instagram, our YouTube, our, 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 our Twitter. And uh, you could also click on the Sonar Network button there as well. And if, for those itchy heads, I will say that, yes, we do have toques. Of course we do. Of course it's getting colder. Of course we need to sell these. Please support the podcast. Get that anti-itch toque on your head. Contact us, order through our Shopify, or send us an email or a message. Right, Fred? Correct. Um, I love when you make, not you, anyone, but when you make a funny joke and you can't stop thinking about it, like when you said our website is like a teenager skateboard, I could tell, I could see your face. You couldn't stop thinking. About yeah, it. no, I couldn't. It's a solid comparison. But it does look like that. Yeah, it does have that feel, you know, covered in the it's, decals. We got some DC shoe Kusa. Yeah. We, 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 we got some links to uh, yeah, all alien workshop. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, anything that you would get at a wakeboarding festival, you yeah, get on our website. That's definitely it. Yeah, we should be uh, <laughs> we should be sponsored by a wakeboard uh, competition for sure. Come up to a Sega and go for a wrap, okay. <laughs> Um, I don't know what kind of slang I was trying to do, uh, mm-hmm. but um, I will say that we are, uh, we did wrap up season seven. Uh, we didn't say this last week, but thank you for listening. It was a 45 episode long haul. Thanks, uh, thanks for, for sticking with us. We are in the off season now, so we will be there until the next season starts, you know, and we're, we're going to keep giving you content. So, so thanks for sticking around and we'll uh, work to keep, keep you entertained. 
Yeah, thanks, people. We will keep giving you content and we'll keep giving you the goods. Yeah. Speaking of keep on keep going on, on keeping on. Um, let's all keep fighting the fight to defund the police. Uh, we're, you know, if you're not watching what's going on in horror right now in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. you should be. Um, it's, uh, yeah, uh, we need to defund the police. You need to email your city councilor. This isn't, uh, you know, a dead issue of any kind. Uh, we're going to have to fight for it for a very long time. Uh, so go ahead and do that. Black Lives Matter. And uh, I think we're ready to start talking some basketball. Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please just give me the sweet, sweet okay. Oh, Okay, let's uh, let's bring on guest number one. Um, he's a he's a hilarious dude. He's been on the podcast a bunch of times, really. Um, not in a while though. Uh, he's uh, super funny. He's in in a million kind of different fun cartoon affiliates. Or that's the weirdest way to say he's in a bunch of shows and he's hilarious. Um, he knows LeBron not personally but locally. They're the same age. Same town. That's why he's a Cleveland fan, but we let him on the podcast because he loves the Raptors too. Give it up as loud as you can for the one, the only, Ned Petrie. Now I can get to it. There we go. One, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Ned Petrie? You know, every time I come back, I like to add a new move to my my uh, entrance stance. It's true, you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, you that said I hadn't been really in a while. Solid. You've broken yeah, a lot no, of plates I, on this podcast. On, this whole summer, I've been working on a trampoline. Oh, to get a, a double backflip. <laughs> oh, I'm not wow. quite there yet. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were working on the trampoline just for like your, your sounds on the intro of this podcast just to get that out of rhythm. Like, oh, oh, oh. It does help. You got know? um, it. You got to do it. I'm a method noisemaker. You know, I got to like have it in my sense memory so that I oh, can totally. bring it, you know, when yeah, necessary. All, all the method actors are my favorite people. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could like hang out with anyone like on a deserted island, it would be like the most method actor people. Oh yeah, uh, I think they'd be super practical and like fun to be with. And well, the, the best one would be probably Tom what? Hanks because he actually has a real sense memory of being on a desert island. Yes, true. That'd be great. I was thinking Jared Leto, but um, oh, well, another one. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's the best actor in the world. So uh, oh, okay. Uh, Okay, maybe, maybe I was gonna say take, best musician in the world, but I don't know about actor. Both, he's both. Um, <laughs> let's br- let's bring on guest number two before I say anything else. I'm gonna regret about Jared Leto. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's incredible. She's a writer for a million things. Uh, this hour, the Beaverton, uh, Mr. D, uh, buckets and tea podcast is hers. It's incredible. Uh, I was on it once. It's great. She's amazing. Give it up as loud as you can for the one. The only Catherine Niker. Now, now I feel the pressure to dance. <laughs> this is a very different vibe, you know. Yours is more very of a whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, "Oh, cool, Catherine's here. I'm just gonna drop this pill." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back back in. <laughs> it's a different vibe. Mine's Maybe a little pop. You have to dance. 
Yeah, Yours I is guess more floaty. That's the only reason my podcast has gained steam because everyone's just dropped K before uh, yeah. listening. Anyway, don't. I'm not saying you should do that. Um, hi, I'm saying you should guide people through. Like you should be the the like a trip sitter. Ooh. I feel like I feel like you'd be a good trip sitter, honestly. Oh, thanks, thanks. I mean, <laughs> I've never considered myself that before. Oh, it's all I think about you being a trip sitter. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It took me years to tell you. I'm like, you know what? If somebody's doing like drugs that are a bit intense, they need Catherine around. Mm. Yeah. I guess I have a calming energy. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do. I think that's fair. Um, okay. Let's. Uh, uh, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know where to go goes. with this. I have very little experience mm. with drugs. <laughs> I, oh, I try to play that cool for a while. No, me too. I tried to, I tried to play cool. Like even the word trip sitter, I like, I slid in there. Like I'm like well-versed and I'm not. And then the whole time I was thinking like, how do I make this about Nick nurse? Cause this is Mm -hmm. Catherine. And should I like transition this to, you know, fisherman's friends or something, but that's not really a drug. No. Anyhow, let's talk some (laughs) Raptors ball. Shall we? Um, Maddie, I don't know uh, what you got, but I'm sure you got some kind of Raptors sting. So Whatever it is, please give it to me. Catherine, let's start with you. Um, I think we probably talked about Fred a bunch last week, but um, it's uh, it's Fred watch. And this is where we're at. This is the first domino, I think, in our offseason. Uh, Mark Stein, Tim Bontemps just reported that the number, it seems, um, in debate, I don't know if it's like a, if there's any contention there. It seems like both sides are talking. Uh, for Fred Van Vliet is $80 million, which... Uh, I I could only guess is some sort of like 20 mil a year with a player option. Um, That is a bit lower than I think some people would have pegged it at, uh, you know, I think before the season started, Um, but it seems right. Given all the kind of like COVID stuff, you know, Hong Kong where the NBA is going without like as, as enthusiastic as a partner with China, like who knows what's going to go on with the cap, but also the Knicks, the Pistons, $20 million probably is like, Oh, that's all we have to beat. So it does seem like a very beatable number. Anyhow, uh, all that kind of Fred stuff, uh, pretext in there. How's this feeling for you? Does this sound about right? Uh, yeah, I think it sounds about right to me, given, uh, like you said, all the financial losses that the NBA has had. I mean, I think Kyle gets an extra 10 to 13 million more a year. Like, doesn't he make 30 something million yeah. a year? Kyle's on his last year of, uh, yeah, it's going to be 33. Yeah. So, I mean, considering where Fred's at in his career, I feel like this is about right. I don't think you want to be in a position where you're giving a max contract to someone who is good, but not an all-star. Like, I feel like if you're going to give somebody a max contract, they should at least be on an all-star, like top four in their conference kind of level. Um, 
But with that being said, like if the Knicks or somebody wants to like outbid us and way, way, way overpay him, then I mean, I'd be sorry to see him go, but I don't want to be in a position where we're overpaying Fred Van Vliet and then we're not even in the Giannis conversation next season, which is what a lot of this free agency is really about. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I've, I've said a bunch of times, like to you and other people, I, I feel like we would move who we needed to move, but I think then the question becomes who's tradable um, or, or how much money is a tradable contract? Like I'm just looking at the salaries now, you know, you got Norm uh, in 2021 uh, making $10 million. So he's going to be like massively tradable. Lowry's on an expiring. So theoretically that's tradable, but you know, it's Lowry. So he's different. Plus, expirings aren't what they used to be. Uh, Pascal starting his max. Uh, so I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think, you know, you want to move on from Pascal anyhow, and everyone else is super cheap. So yeah, I think it just becomes like, if this is money you want to carry forward, is this money you feel like you can back up? Like, is this a Terrence Ross style uh, contract? Um, you know, uh, Indiana, let's say uh, signed Malcolm Brogdon, who this, yeah, this is kind of getting compared to, um, to a, to a four year, I think 85 is Malcolm Brogdon, a tradable contract. Like if the Indi- if the Pacers wanted to move on from him, our team's like, absolutely not. Like, is it a Wiggins scenario? And then for me, I don't know what that number is for Fred. Um, Ned, why don't you just jump in here? How are you feeling about kind of like, I guess Fred's theoretical number. We're not like capologists here. So <laughs> We're not yeah, pretending no. to be, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I mean, the, uh, my, uh, I mean, the, the numbers that we're seeing from him, I think Catherine's totally right. I think there's, they're saying less about Fred and his value and more about long-term plans. They say more about 2021 probably. Um, cause I, I think he's, he's worth all of that in terms of his, his value to the team but he also needs to go out and get that money. You know what I mean? If somebody's willing to pay him a lot, then go for it, man. Um, but we can't bet really on get... yourself, Freddie. Yeah. But, but the Raptors, yeah, can't, can't afford right. to lock up too many of these guys. Catherine's right in describing him as a, as a great uh, player for any team, but not necessarily like he's a great, you know, leader, great, Closer at the end of games uh, can play anywhere in the prime of his career, but uh, probably not a super duper star. Um, so if that's the number that they're thro- that we're hearing about being thrown out there, it's probably because that's what they, they think he's worth without leveraging too much of the future. Right. Right. And I guess also that's like what they've put out into the media. So now there's kind of like a, I guess like a, you know, something for both parties to zero in on mm-hmm. whether that's Fred being Fred and his camp being like, that's ridiculous. Or, you know, maybe that's him and it like, like that, that's the rapper saying like, here's what we want to pay. We'll negotiate with you if you want to go higher, but this is really what like would be the most optimal, like optimal amount of money for us to pay you. I, I remember DeMar took, you know, a couple different incentives off and like he didn't, fully maximize his contract, which I definitely think think made his contract more tradable in the end. Um, Ned, let's stick with you. And, uh, you know, this is also like fairly intangible. And 
again, you know, we're not specialists, period. So we're not capologists. We're not coaches either. But um, <laughs> Nate Bjorkson, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Bjork Grin. Bjork Grin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's Nate the Bjorkren. S that's silent. How dare me? How dare I? Um, Bjork Grin. Yeah, Nate, who is the, was the lead assistant, uh, is the guy who yells at my player in my NBA 2K thing. Like, oh, for yeah. Some reason, for some reason, Nurse is just always there and around, but Nate, like, leads the practices. It's actually hilarious. <gasps> um, but, yeah. Uh, so he's going to be head coach of the Indiana Pacers. Um, we know that he's kind of like Nurse's lifetime kind of like coaching buddy. They've won all sorts of championships together. I think I just read a Lewinberg tweet that they've been together for, or, you know, working together for upwards of 25 years. Yeah. So, you know, pretty, pretty huge part of nurses kind of engine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think the Raptors are too worried. You know, we're a high class organization. I'm sure lots of people are angling for Nate's job. Uh, We can, you know, promote someone internally or whatever. I'm not too worried about it from our angle, but yeah, like, you know, from a, from a Pacers perspective, they were super injured this year, but they got swept by the heat. Uh, what kind of like Raptors, like, like, you know, we don't know what exactly separates Nate from nurse or, you know, and at the time we didn't know exactly what separated Casey from nurse. We just have to see. But uh, yeah, well, what's the kind of like Raptors thing that you, that you maybe might see in Indiana next year? Well, um, I mean, I, I think it is about sort of instilling uh, something that works, you know, when pound the rocks. <laughs> yeah. When, when assistants, you know, go out for, you know, these interviews for head coaching positions, they're likely asked, what would you do? Like what's, what's your hypothesis on how you can make this work? And for everyone, it's a hypothesis, unless you are someone who's been winning lately, in which case it's, it's a little bit better than, than a hypothesis. He's been there. He knows what's, uh, he knows how to make it work for, uh, uh, to make, you know, the, the whole team top to bottom, uh, bring it together. Cause what the Pacers, the Pacers have had pretty good regular season records, right. But they've been in, like first round and out. Yeah. And most uh, of the last few years. Right. And really bad injury luck. Right. Yeah. Last year was really, really bad injury luck. I think the best thing I can remember since there, um, you know, since Paul George kind of made his way out is, is the year where they got Oladipo and Sabonis. And it was kind of like, those guys weren't really great before Indiana. And mm-hmm. they were developed really well and became like excellent players there. Uh, and then, of course, they, I, I'm not sure if, it, if I think Oladipo was on the team, but I know Thaddeus Young was on the team. And um, they took Cleveland, uh, the LeBron Cleveland Cavaliers, to seven games before yeah. they swept the Raptors. And then um, uh, the, the Steven Celtics took them to seven before they were then swept by the Warriors. But um, yeah, so I, 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 sorry, I kind of lost my way there. Um, well, just yeah. in terms of, I mean, they, they seem to be a team that's like primed to, you know, they, there's potential to, 
you know, win a series, go a little right. deeper. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. They have talent. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- that's kind of, I think where I was like wiggling. Um, but, I, but I'm clearly lost. Catherine, you're laughing. <laughs> Help me out a little bit here. Um, what is the... you're meandering and then you're like, where am I? And then you're like, they have talent. <laughs> he knows, but yeah, but yeah, knows yeah, he, like, too. he knows how to take that talent. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he screamed, make it work. the Pacers have talent from somewhere lost in the bushes, <laughs> um, muffled by the windy, uh, okay, whatever, uh, windy Indiana Lake Erie vibes. Okay. So well, I, 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 I should ask you, Freddie, since he's the coach on your fictional video game team, what kind of a coach is he? Well, I'll tell you what, he, he yells a lot. He said, really? we got to get after it. Oh my gosh. Um, because we're going to work on our transition defense. And he also brings in different Raptor specialists for the, for the practices, like, uh, like mm. the former hall of famers, like, uh, Muggsy Bose. Wow. Um, so Del that's Curry. his method in the game. I, I would say if he does that, the Pacers yeah. are going to be happy with this. Choice. Like if he brings in Pacers legends. Oh yeah. He's bringing in Reggie Miller. He's bringing in Rick Smith's. Folks, I'm going to, I'm going to bring in Jamal Tinsley. He's going to yeah. show you some really cool passing and he's going to kick somebody's ass. So uh, what do we know about this guy's personality? If he's been with uh, Nick nurse for a long time, he must be like a mellow guy as well. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. Or, or is he Nick nurse's bulldog? Oh, that we'll would see. be cool. I, I know that they, um, that they kind of like, like that's the main person he's in dialogue with during like timeouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I also, I, I think he's head coached a G league team opposite nurse as well. Um, but yeah. Okay. Catherine, what's uh, what, what kind of good stuff can Nate bring to the Pacers? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's going to yell a lot. I feel like that got into some borderline fan fiction territory. Fair but, enough. <laughs> uh, it's purely mean, on 2k, right? Yeah. What, what game is it, Freddie? It's 2k uh, 20. So sure. <laughs> it's just Nate Bjorkren and a bunch of former Raptors from 20 years ago. On the you bench. got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, look, I mean, I think um, Nate Bjorkren and, and Nick nurse are essentially a hive mind. And I think that's why the Pacers picked him up. And I think this is a really smart choice for them uh, because he is a first time head coach in the league. He probably, I mean, I don't know what his salary is, but I imagine it doesn't have to be as high as, you know, like the Ty Lue's of the, Right, Van Gundy, asking yep. for, and this is also not a situation where he's like being set up to fail. There's no like championship or bust expectations. You know, like you said, this is a group with some solid talent. Mm-hmm. I feel like Victor Oladipo hasn't quite been the same since his injury, but he also no. hasn't had the chance to get into a rhythm either. Mm-hmm. Between like him coming back for like I think it was like six weeks before uh, the the shutdown, and then a small amount of time in the bubble. So I feel feel like I'm really uh, the future is brighter than I think people realize it is in Indiana. And totally I think uh, Nate is a good coach and I think he will, he will surprise people because people will have very low expectations for Indiana. Great answer. Let's talk um, about, sorry, that's not a sarcastic. <laughs> I totally agree okay. with everything. No, I agree with everything. The hive mind point was huge. And uh, I feel like the like like why would you not want to get a guy like uh, Nate Bjorkren 
uh, who's who's like, yeah, he knows all of this like amazing zone stuff. He's going to be able to maximize all the talent. I think the Sabonis Turner stuff is probably the trickiest thing to figure out. Uh, but yeah, he's got, you know, you know uh, what? It's going to be brothers. Re- it's going to be really fun to watch the Raptors and the Pacers play against each other. It's going to oh, be yeah. really fun to watch them coach against each other. Okay. Well, th- this is where I was going a little bit, not necessarily with the Pacers, but the Raptors, uh, we don't know exactly when the season's going to start, but I think it's going to be some type of modified something. Whether that's in a bubble, oh. <laughs> yeah, hot takes, hot, hot, bold, salient takes coming from Freddie today. Um, I think there might not be a vaccine for a little bit. Oh, but, uh, yeah, you know, no, but it looks like we're gonna play perhaps our division a bunch. So, hmm. you know, if it's like maybe it's a scenario where there's no Western Conference, Eastern Conference games. Or there's some type of tournament. Is the idea like regional bubbles? I I haven't really heard that yet, but I feel like trying to, you know, it's not eight games Mm -hmm. to finish out the season. This is like, okay, what are we going to do for the whole season plus playoffs? So I also don't think, you know, a bubble in one place is necessarily as optimal as it might have been just to finish out the playoffs. But uh, anyways, yeah, the, the reason I'm saying this is because I, um, I heard Bill Simmons on the low post and they were just kind of like uh, just, you know, brainstorming about it. And it got me thinking like, okay, so our division is the Celtics, the Sixers, uh, the, the new Brooklyn Nets and the Knicks. So not necessarily who, like, like ranking who you think is going to be one to five, but uh, Catherine, I'm going to start with you. Just as far as like entertainment value, the Raptors though, like not like Celtics versus Brooklyn, like Raptors versus Brooklyn, Raptors versus Celtics. Where are you next year? Um, like, where, like, how do you rank them one to four? Oh, like where I think they'll end up in like like a playoff ranking. No, like like a- entertainment value playing <laughs> entertainment our value. That's right. Um, I mean, I think. <laughs> I think they're all going to be pretty entertaining. Like, I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be fun to watch, you know, because they're going to be, a, you know, uh, it looks like a disaster, right? Like, it looks, I mean, this, like, group coaching thing that Steve Dash definitely did not say he wanted to do. Like, everyone's a coach now. I mean, it's going to be. I do love that that came out right after. He's like, I'll be the head coach. And then it's like group head coach yeah and then he's like, just like I just can i can that. i go to new orleans like are they can i can i bounce like can i get out of this is there like yeah. a 10-day clause on this contract but so many angles there too with kd like he might hate toronto for the people who yell yeah at him. i mean i've been dreading kevin durant coming back to toronto but like i don't think they can come back to toronto i mean with the with the travel restrictions right now, like how is that going to look if they're flying? Yeah, fans probably aren't going to be Toronto. It's also like super unsafe for the Raptors to have to fly in and out of Toronto because they have to go through customs. So it's like they don't just like drop, you know, they're not like in a private plane just dropping off and off they go. It's like they have to go through customs every time they have to go through the airport. That's like a super dangerous position to put them in. So I don't think it's going to happen like that. Like, like you said, it's going to have to be a modified something, you know, because likely 
we won't have a a vaccine very soon. And if we do, it's going to take a while to implement. And just the idea of giving it to like these wealthy people before everyone else is like pretty grossly unfair. So, I mean, I don't know how any of that's going to play out, Um, but I do trust Adam Silver, Adam Silver to figure it out. Like every time I've thought, this year he was going to do something that was crazy. Like everything from the all-star format to the bubble, it, it always ended up working out. So yeah. I, I do trust the guy, but it's hard for me to sit here and really envision what that is. But I mean, come on, the, the Miami heat, very entertaining. The Boston Celtics are entertaining. Uh, we don't even know what the Raptors are going to look like, but I'm a homer. So they are going to be entertaining. Um, what about the other two teams in the division, uh, Philly and uh, the Knicks? Would you would you would you be like, I'd rather watch the Raptors versus the Knicks and the Raptors versus Celtics? Look, I mean, I think the Philadelphia 76ers are going are gonna to be talked about a lot, but not necessarily for the right reasons. I think that situation's done. I don't really know why Doc Rivers went there out of all the places he could have gone. Um, but we'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. But no, I'm not counting either of those teams as uh, as entertaining. OK, last little follow up question before I go to Ned. Did you almost say Adam Sandler? When no, you were trying to say no, Adam I, I okay. truly did not. But thank nice. you for asking. <laughs> thank you for answering. Ned, <laughs> what, um, yeah, how would you rank, you know, Philly, Brooklyn, uh, Boston, sure. and, um, yeah, if we're just the other team, the division the rivals, uh, particularly if this ends up, because that makes sense to me. If they, instead of putting all the teams in one big bubble, if there's, you know, if you spend time in one region, yeah, bubble like divisional bit. tournaments or something. Right. So, and if you spend the most time with the other ones in your region, then yeah, uh, then this should be good. Cause these are general, I mean, for the most part, these should be entertaining games. My favorite uh, ones to watch would probably be uh, Sixers games just because <laughs> I, I don't like the tension of worrying if your team is going to lose. I don't like slander. So I like that the Sixers get, you know, cause they're a legitimate team. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's not a complete, you know, garbage game or anything, but I feel comfortable that the Raptors have their number and they're, you know, they're going to cry and collapse and stuff. This like is good because if you, if, even if you're up like 10, when you're playing the Knicks, you're like, Oh God. Yeah. If we have to play our starters in the fourth, I'm going to be upset. Right. But with the Sixers, I feel like, hey, the game the game is worth it. But I think in the end, uh, you know, they're they're an easy nut to crack mentally. So yeah, you you can watch them fall apart. Uh, next, I'd say the Nets probably just because of the star power and stuff. And it is going to be interesting to see what they do next year. They got enough star power there that the game should be entertaining and they should be competitive, uh, even though they're going to spend most of the year probably figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Uh, but, and of course, since my issue is the anxiety of wondering whether your team is going to win, there's a little tension there. I don't know. Um, and then Celtics uh, fuck the Celtics. Yeah, um, I know. Right. Like but, they're good, but they're I, frustrating I, I have the Knicks lower than them because the Knicks are just like, well, the Knicks are lower than them. Cause it's uh, what's it's a bit, it's a bit why? of like, why what's is this game happening? happening? Yeah. Please. Please, someone help Mr. Mr. Rowan Bear Jr. You know because I mean? the, the only, I think, benefit of, a, of doing a Knicks game in terms of entertainment quality is if you're playing in Madison Square Garden and it's full of people. Because then there's sort of a big game 
feel mm-hmm. to it. Like yeah, the theater if a big lights. thing happens, it's like exciting. But they're not they're not gonna play there next year. There's not gonna be fans oh in the God, You're so right. The next without fans is brutal. Just imagine. Yeah, like like I I'm gonna get to one of these uh types of questions later on when, when we talk about the league, but the Knicks are one of the whatever eight teams that we haven't seen in a very long time. And I mean, like, 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 like think about like Rowan Bear Jr. Right. You haven't seen him since like whatever his last meaning already meaningless game in March was. Um, I, I know, I know you're coming up. There's going to be a topic or you're planning on doing a topic later. That's sort of about this, but the Knicks were so far off my radar <laughs> that, uh, earlier today I was just looking at like a power rankings of, you know, weekly power rankings. And when I got to the team 29, I was like, wait, there's one more, but I read about all the teams. Like what, <laughs> what team is even left? And then I scroll down. It was the Knicks. I'm like, I forgot about the existence of the New York Knicks. <laughs> like that is so. Is there, yeah, just, just, just before we move on, cause we, we kind of like went on a bit of a Knicks tangent here. Is there a team clearly like before this offseason gets going, and this is to both of you, that looks worse than the Knicks? I don't think so. Because everyone's got something going on. And I think that they don't like the Knicks all. don't even have one star. They have, player. They have Roland Bear Jr. and yeah. like a, a, you know I think I mean, that's kind of it. Thibodeau is with them now. Oh, right, Tibbs. Okay, so they have like a new, yeah, fair enough. But I yeah. think like, you know, even looking at like Chicago, Atlanta, Charlotte, I'm like, they all look quite a bit better than the Knicks. Yeah. Cleveland? Maybe Cleveland. Sorry, Ned. No, no, they. I, I agree. I that's, that's, bad. That was 29 on the power rankings. And I'm like, who could oh, be lower than Cleveland? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, the Knicks, of course. That's the like, thing. The Knicks at least the Cavs, I could name you three people under contract. You know, like, Well, in Cavs, we know the recent history, right? It's like LeBron left. Oh, God, the rebuilding. They still have yeah. love. But the Knicks are like, what happened? Oh. That's right. Yeah, the Cavs oh. are still in that glow. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Where I'm like, you can't complain. If your team has won a championship in the last five years, you can't complain. Even if they're yeah. totally bottomed out, you have no room to complain. But the Knicks are in year 50 or 45 or whatever it is. Um, the Cavs are definitely trading Kevin Love, right? I oh, think for so. sure. I, I, like, I think they're still... I there's gonna, so many teams are going to be after Kevin Love. I and I don't sure. even think they've traded Tristan Thompson yet. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll also get traded. I think this is a team that's going to bottom out, but for the for the best. Why? Yeah, know? no, no. The Cleveland, yeah, like like Ned said, you know, they won a championship a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, like they're, I just think there's going to be a lot of interesting things that happen with the, the with the lower ranking Eastern Conference. Like a lot of people are talking about Bradley Beal possibly getting moved. Um, you know, I look at the Hawks and I'm like, I feel like they're not doing enough to build around Trey Young. And I think once like the honest sweepstakes is kind of over, it's going to move over to him, that spotlight, because it's like, they're just not doing enough with him. If they don't, if they're not even a playoff team this year, it's like, why would he stay? That's mm-hmm. like three years of being in the bottom of the East. I yeah, mean, it's totally. just like, I, I think there's a lot of interesting things that'll, that'll happen with these teams. So it's like, I, I they're, not gonna gonna be be, a, they're not going to be entertaining on the court necessarily, but off the court, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting moves. I, I think if, if this gonna year, it's going to be a nutso off season. Oh, if, John if, Wall too. Like what's going on there. Right. I, I think if we're uh, bubbled for part of this next season or like some modified thing where teams aren't playing in their home, you know, arenas with no fans that all the teams that aren't contending, they all may as well. 
just bottom out. <laughs> like they all may as well just immediately go into rebuild because it's going to be yeah, a, weird, cause there's a no, weird season. You're not making money off the fans being there anyway. So it's like if you're the Wizards and you trade Bradley Beal for like picks and some role players, you know, you just develop the guys that you have. And then, you know, basically bottom out, get like a top two draft pick next year and then have a new person for the fan base to kind of rally around uh, when you can have fans in the building again. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to worry about the fans booing you off the court or being embarrassed to show. You know, there's no one there. You may as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. This is this like I'm not a tanking person at all, but I feel like this is the year if you're sort of in that position to, to really bottom out, but I'm not, I'm not, I will never advocate bottoming out for multiple years. I think that's stupid. Well, yeah. And then there's always the, like the, the reversing too. I mean, like if you're in a position like the wizards, I, I, I hear you, but you know, there's some other teams that like, if you're not too far away and you're looking at the Lakers, you might be like, they're not that good. Like we can, we can come at this team. Like it's not a warrior style. Like yikes. We're like so far away. But, you know, if they get a Beal or something, well, it's a different conversation. But um, let's actually move on to some NBA stuff because I feel like we're already naturally there. Uh, Maddie, I don't know if you got a, a beautiful NBA sting, but whatever you got, please, good sir. Fair enough. Oh. Okay, let's talk about some league-wide stuff. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about this awesome podcast that me and Matt just learned about. Uh, it's called Dunktown. So if you want a fresh perspective on basketball, you have to check out Dunktown. Hosted by Agata and Anastasia, two new basketball fans learning about the NBA and WNBA. This podcast covers everything important on and off the court, from friendships and beef to hairstyles, emotions, short shorts, and more. In the offseason, they will be deep diving into historic games, basketball movies, cutie players from the past, and maybe even figuring out who poisoned MJ's pizza. Whether you're a lifelong NBA fan or you know nothing about the sport of basketball, you will enjoy this fun and endearing show. Visit their website, dunk.town, for more info and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. So first, let me just figure out what their actual website is. It's dunk, <laughs> dunk town. That's their website. Is there, I, I guess, do people put a dot com after things? No, it's, it's, uh, I've checked it out. Yeah. It's just dunk dot town. They've got like, I, I guess is. you can do that. I didn't dunk know you could dot town, dunk dot town. Folks, it's a very, check it out. Yeah. Uh, old man, Freddie doesn't, doesn't know everything about the internet <laughs> and is still learning. No, right? it's a very slick website. Sorry, I'm sorry. Did, did you say they're they're going to do a segment on the cutest? His- they may. I'm, I'm all about it. Cutie yeah, players from the past. Might. <laughs> they, they might. might. Honestly, it's a bit of a teaser. You got to listen to the pod. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how, they, out, that's how they get you. That's how they get you in. Because that's that's one of those barroom debates that rarely gets enough steam. But I want I want to hear it. You know. Let's <laughs> let's get to the bottom of this. You got to get sure. on that podcast. Give your. Oh, your I know. I, I sure. mean, surge right. Like, I guess. But, but are we talking historical? Like, I mean, legal. obviously, current. We all have opinions, you know. But if we're talking all time, maybe all time historical is Doctor J. Easy. Oh, of course, Dominique. You know, but I also never super sexy I never dude. Fig- I can't figure out what's a cutie and what's a handsome. 
Oh, right. I think well, Dr. this Pete? might mean different things for you and yeah. me. Okay. Right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dr. J and Dominique are definite. These guys fuck, you know, yeah. sex symbol, <laughs> totally unstoppable, totally. handsome yeah. dudes. I like these guys. Fuck. <laughs> it's a good description. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's hop into not that. Um, but I want to ask you guys, uh, yeah, just, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of like jumping right into the off season stuff. Already talking about like Bradley Beal trades and the like, um, Catherine, let me go to you first. Uh, what team should have the busiest offseason? Not not will. Should, and I think probably will, is the Golden State Warriors. I think they're going to be extremely active this offseason. They're in win-now mode. They have the second pick in the draft that's highly rumored to be traded, um, which I think makes sense. Um, they're definitely going to be active. I heard that even Minnesota might consider trading that first pick if they can get like a really good vet. Cause I guess they want to finally get over this hump and into the playoffs. So, I mean, we've, we haven't been in a situation where we've seen the top two picks potentially traded before. So that's very interesting to me um, who won't, but absolutely should, I think is the Houston Rockets. Um, I think they're pretty stuck and also they don't have a GM anymore, but they definitely need a center. Like, you know, they rolled the dice on the small ball experiment. I, I wouldn't say it was a complete failure. They did get to the second round in the West, but it mm -hmm. obviously wasn't enough to get beyond that. Basically every team that doesn't have someone that can match up against Anthony Davis defensively is that is in the running is going to look for someone that can match up against Anthony Davis defensively. Yeah. My, uh, the first team I wrote down for who should have the, or who's likely and should have the busiest offseason is the Warriors. I definitely agree on that. They're they're moving that pick and like they still have that core obviously ready to go. They they want to contend. They want to mm -hmm. be in the finals again. But everything beyond uh, Steph Clay and Draymond, they they could upgrade. Um, they don't yeah, have Biggie anymore. They don't have Sean Livingston. Like they don't have the depth. They don't have the defense. They don't they don't have all the thing the other things they had that made them the dynasty. So they should go for it now. Yeah, the, the Warriors are in a super interesting place because they, you know, built it up just so organically and then started paying people like you have to do and then kind of got lucked into slash crafted the whole Kevin Durant thing. But then, you know, KD leaving them just meant that it's like, okay, so you have three guys on giant contracts now who are all, you know, Hall of Famers. Uh, and, and then to me, it, it got really weird as soon as they signed Russell, because mm -hmm. I was like, wait a second, why would you, what's the point in getting that contract? Um, you know, and, well, and, and, I think the, yeah, sorry, sorry, just to jump in. I think the original intention for that was for him to just fill in while Clay Thompson was injured. Right. Cause nobody knew that Steph Curry was also going to go down and then right, he goes right, right. down early last season and then they were like, okay, yeah. now we got to just trade this guy. That's, that's what happened. Yeah. 
contacts. You know what I mean? You know, um, it was a long time ago. It was like yeah. basically a year ago. <laughs> and we've gone through at least five years of crap. So <laughs> it's okay. My team is uh, the magic. I feel like oh. they should do some stuff because You're I feel absolutely like right. they also have stuff. Like they're not, I don't know. They're not that bad. You know, I think we had a similar vibes when, when DeRozan was our lead guy and we were kind of like, Oh no, like it, this can't be the number one guy. But what we still did was we ended up surrounding him with enough complimentary players to one year, you know, win the East with 59 wins. Um, and I think another year coming second. So like we, we got to a point that was like much higher than that. Um, but they have talent, you know, faults, Gordon, um, uh, for, I'm forgetting his name right now. Uh, Jonathan uh, hurt his hurt his knee real bad. The uh, the swingman. Um, it'll come to me. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like the like like Ross Fournier. Like they have guys, and they need to kind of like get better fits or do something, uh, or just be maybe a maybe like maybe they're a team actually that should tear down. I don't know because they do seem kind of far away from being really good too. Um, yeah, so that, that was my pick. Another team I jotted down here is a team that I I, did, I don't think should shake things up too much, but they might, and that's the Nets. They strike me as a franchise that really mm. wants to get it going now. I think uh, Karis yeah, LeVert is really see? good, but I think they're probably going to try to get a third star. Well, because they got Dinwiddie. Um, I think Harris is, a th- if I'm not mistaken, an unrestricted free agent. So I'd, I'd be pretty shocked if they retain Joe Harris. Like he's probably gone, mm-hmm. um, especially just like, you know, we've seen what really good shooters on teams can do. Like, uh, you know, if I was a team, I'd have no problem paying Harris like a pretty big contract over four years. But you're, you're right when you were saying that the a lot of teams are probably looking at the Lakers and thinking like, we could be, you know, the teams that are, can imagine yeah. a scenario where they could overtake, you know. So anyway, I, I think the Nets are thinking if we if we can get a third star here. And then, you know, I think if you're like not weren't one of the top four teams in the East, you're definitely looking at the Heat being like, that's who made it to the finals. Right. Wow, we don't have to put that much together to do this. Like the East is not that strong where I mean I think Miami's actually going to be quite a bit better next year than they were this year. Um, Boston too, and some other teams, but I think they're like, if you look at that, you're like, Oh, well, you know, it's not like, it's like a, the Cleveland days where Cleveland makes the finals every year. Like Milwaukee has, has been the favorite and they've lost two years in a row. So the East is kind of a weird place where it's not the West. You know what I mean? If you're Sacramento, you're like, what in God's name do we do? Well, and that's a team that you could argue needs to make a move now as well is the, the box. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Because they need like, like a star point guard like a legit star. I mean, there were those Chris Paul rumors that, uh, I mean, that might still come into fruition. Um, I don't think he's more than a one year solution though, but. uh, Well, they just need one year, right? I mean, they, they, they need to keep Giannis. I guess they're in that tough position that any sort of smaller market team with a mega superstar rent, the Cavs are in into that, you know, in the preheat days where Mm -hmm. every off season, they really had to. Yeah. Same with OKC. Something. Because he's 
we need to keep them happy so we can re- you know, resign and yeah, we need like just like unimpeachable growth. And for the right. Bucks, it's like yikes, unimpeachable growth is like you have to win it all now because you're mm-hmm. you've, you've come that close. Um, okay, but I, I think the, the Thunder are going to move Chris Paul. So if if the Bucks can get him, even if just for one year, mm-hmm. that might be worth it. Yeah, where does Chris Paul go? I think the if you're the Heat too, you got to be thinking about Chris Paul maybe. Um, especially, I don't know what the, what the tragic scenario is. I think he's, I think he's kind of, uh, at the end of his contract too, yeah. but, um, Ned, let's, uh, I'll hit you with my last NBA question here. Sure. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. COVID has been super long, super weird. Who have NBA fans forgotten about? You know, it's a King cake baby of the, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Is it a player? Is it, I don't know. You know, King Cake Baby is a, is a solid contender here because you, I mean, even just in the regular NBA season, you forget about King Cake Baby, right? Like you're watching a game, you're watching some highlights and they cut him in there and it freaks you out for a second, you know? So the fact that we haven't seen King Cake Baby since March, man, it's going to, it's going to, a lot of pants will be pooped when people see him again. I'm sorry, who is this? Why this is the mascot of the Pelicans, the King Cake Baby, <laughs> Catherine? Just, just like w- no one will be offended. Um, just while, well, me and me and Ned are chatting here, do yourself a favor and just Google Google image King Cake King Cake Baby. Baby. <laughs> is an alternate mascot for the Pelicans. King Cake oh Baby mascot. I am sorry for what we both just did to you. Yeah, okay. um, King Cake Baby mascot. If you Google it, uh, the, top, the top of the page are the. Uh, it's not right. Our eight or ten pictures of the king cake baby. It's not um, right. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! I'm sorry. What? He is the the king cake baby is the class of NBA mascots. Like it doesn't get you, better, folks. You go through your whole life thinking, "Oh, my mascot's pretty good," and then you see king cake baby, and you're like, "What? What is my team even doing? An inflatable and, and then raptor?" You, and then I feel like I'm being that they already have a mascot. Even and you're feel like, real. Sorry, king cake baby. It doesn't feel real. Oh, it sure don't. It does feel like a nightmare, kind of. But it it's sure real. Don't it's real life. Like it's uh. What what is with a, like New Orleans just insisting on the creepiest <laughs> mascots? And the, the thing is, when you hear about so what could, King Cake Baby is, so it relates to Mardi Gras. King Cake is this cake where they hide a little baby in it, a little plastic baby. And if your piece of cake has the baby in it like you win or something, you get to wear a crown. And so you hear about that and you're like, Oh, it's just a regionalism. It's, it's a regional, uh, you know, tradition that's a referencing. It's like, yeah, but even the tradition is fucked guys. Like even that's that yeah. name alone of putting a baby in a cake. Oh is, my God. You win. Weird. You know By what? Choking uh, on this piece of plastic. The new, um, Bora is coming out this weekend and Sasha Baron Cohen was on Jimmy Kimmel, like in character. Mm-hmm. And they played a clip of this cake. Really? Borat does a whole thing with this cake. Oh, and man. I didn't know it was a thing. I just thought it was like a weird, stupid. Like with this cake. Thing. With, I didn't know that this mascot? was like a whole tradition, like well, a plastic baby in a cake. I'm not going to give away the bit, but there is a bit involving that. Well, I really hope it's like a David Blaine style bit where he just pukes up stuff in a, in a champagne glass. They played it on Kimmel. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. That was a real sidebar. No, that was, it was a good deep sidebar, but I want to know who, like who, who, who do you, who Who have we forgotten about? Forgotten about. Yeah. I don't know, man. Cause I just feel like, 
Who have I forgotten about? I I don't know a single player on the Sacramento Kings. I'll say that. Who is on the Sacramento Kings? I have forgotten completely. Luke Walton's still coaching them. That's all I remember. Luke Walton. Yeah. That's who I've personally forgotten about. Who who's on that team? I don't I don't know. We got a buddy healed. Buddy yield. Okay. Others. And then others. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's my very short answer. Um, I mean, it's hard because it's like, obviously I I'm paying attention more than the casual fan. I mean, I'm sure the casual fans forgotten about guys like Pascal Siakam, you know what I mean? Like, like the casual fans written off a lot of people, but I I definitely have no idea what's going on with with Sacramento. (laughs) I know more about the Knicks or the Cavs than I do about, uh, Sacramento and they have more wins. I think it's going to be like a player for sure. It's going to be like, Oh my God, that player. But I also feel like there's going to be a moment where people are like, right. Jack Nicholson. Um, you know, when, when things come back or, or it's going to be like for Raptors fans, it's going to be like the four corners guy. Oh my God. You know what I mean? The, the DJ. Uh, okay. <laughs> my answer to my own question was the very worst, but, uh, I think, I think we're ready to, to finish this baby off with some quickish questions. Um, Maddie, what's up, buddy? I don't know if you got a quickish question sting for me, but whatever you got, please give it to me. Quickish Quickish questions, folks. I'm going to stumble through some questions. I'm going to stutter. I'm going to slur. I might hiccup or have a mini stroke. That's okay. You have to answer as quick as you possibly can. You cannot phone a friend. You cannot stall. You just have to answer at lightning speed. Catherine, Ned, Matt, are you ready? Let's do it. We're going to go Catherine, Ned, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot Ned's name for a very short second there. We're on Zoom. It's in the corner corner of the screen. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine. Yeah. Has Matt watched Space Jam yet? Whoa. Whoa, slander. Um... Well, like, that's a weird question because weird, I would have right? assumed yes, but now that you've asked me, I'm thrown off. Right. But with that, I'm still <laughs> going to say yes. That's a no. Is, that's a oh, no. Oh, come on. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to watch it. Sorry. Matt. Why? I'm out here because no, it's like watching Goonies now for the first time. You know, it just won't mean the same thing. Listen, Matt, absolutely no excuses. You've watched half of it. <laughs> yeah, I have. Up, buddy. <laughs> Ned. Yeah. Where do the new Raptors jerseys rank in the all-time list of Raptors jerseys? Oh, where the uh, I'm not crazy about these. Um, I'd put them uh, near the bottom. I think at the top are, you know, the the national reds. Um, And of course, I'm nostalgic for the purple one with the dinosaur on it. So it's not anywhere near those two. Matt, Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't about Space Jam. Thank God. uh, And this is perfect for you because we talked talked about it a little bit on the pod. But um, thoughts on Pacers hiring Nate Bjorkren? 
Oh, I think it's, uh, I think it just shows how amazing that championship team is that like what we've lost three coaches now from the championship team. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's a great hire. I think it's going to be hilarious to watch the Raptors play the Pacers now and to see, um, if they're just playing the exact same game against each other, you know? You know, be fun. What's what's great about uh, coaches that end up having a coaching tree where a lot of their assistants become coaches is that the original coach is kind of a, like the bad boss, like the yeah. like the yes. the big bad at the end of a video game. <laughs> like they, they can't like they you want to beat him yeah. over them. Like <laughs> Pat Riley has that power over you know, and like a third of the league were his assistants at some point. Right, but he has power over all of them. Yeah, he's like a Sith emperor. Right. <laughs> Wait, is Pat Riley Snoke? He is. Okay. He looks. I mean, it looks like him for sure. More hair um, on the top of his head, but otherwise. Catherine. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a fun question. So uh, we're gonna turn it into a little bit of an all play. Um. So the answer is, or the question is, fuck Mary Kill. All of the Raptors head coaches, but you know, there's nine head coaches, and I would posit that. You know, most people don't know probably three or four of them. So I'm just going to pick kind of like from top to bottom. uh, And uh, you'll each get an assortment of three coaches. Sound good? Okay. Okay. Catherine. Fuck, Mary kill. Uh Uh-huh. Brendan Malone. Nick Nurse. Daryl Walker. (laughs) Hold on. I'm like Googling these other guys. Brendan Malone and Walker were were the first two coaches. Oh, ever. That's right. Of the Raptors. Oh. And Daryl Walker. Okay. Okay. So Nick Nurse was the first one you said? Yep. Okay. So we're going to marry him. Got it. Um, I guess we're, <laughs> I can't believe these words you are. Gotta fuck weird. one of them. I guess we're fucking <laughs> Daryl Walker. Hey, Daryl. <laughs> we're killing Brandon uh, Malone. I have to. Okay, so Brandon Malone. I think that that is the right the right order. Malone, you're dead to me. You're dead to Catherine. Okay. <laughs> um, fuck Mary, kill Butch Carter. Oh, Dwayne Casey. Whoa. Jay Triano. Whoa. <laughs> yep, that's for you, Ned. Okay. Matt, coming up next. Uh, we're marrying uh, Jay Triano. He's a sweet uh, Canadian wow. boy. You know, they make good husbands, you know. Um, uh, we are, uh, we're fucking Dwayne Casey. Cheers. Guys. <laughs> and uh, and Butch Carter. Sorry, man. Dead man. Sorry, sorry, okay. man. You're dead. Maddie. Fuck yeah. Mary Kill. Oh, uh, feel free to Google away. Um, I think I... Lenny Wilkins. Oh, yeah. I remember Lenny. Kevin O'Neill. Yes. Sam Mitchell. <laughs> oh, this is oh, great. These are three coaches I know. Here. I oh, wow. Definite kill here. Uh, yeah, there's an easy kill. Come on. What a dreadful Is there really an easy kill? <laughs> you, you, are you forcing me to kill Kevin O'Neill? I'm saying it's uh, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Do whatever you want. I was I was gonna fuck Kevin O'Neill. <laughs> I just uh, yeah, just uh, just based on how much he loved Vince, I think he had a very special bond with Vince. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely fuck Kevin, and I will. Uh, I'm gonna marry fucking Smitch because that man is so nicely dressed. 
And uh, I think uh, I think he'd be, you know, someone that we'd have a, a lot of great breakfast conversation. And uh, I'm killing Lenny Wilkins because you have the nuts to go for the worst record and the best or most wins or whatever. You're a psycho and you need to be shot. Poor Lenny. My God. Yeah. Um, Okay. Lenny's dead. Wilkins. Sorry, Lenny. That was... That was a really. That was, that's like a. That's a Wait, whole. Wait, Freddie, you're crushes. not. You don't have. You don't have a version of this. Um, I'll do all the coaches. A, I'll do assistance. Oh. Kill Nate Bjorkren. What? Um, fuck Big Cat. Uh, and marry. Let me see. Uh, I'll marry um, Sergio Scoriello. Whoa. Okay. Wow. That's nice. You take me to Spain. That's nice. Yeah, you'd have a nice villa okay. in Spain. That's right? nice. Um. Yeah, that's a Hall of Fame. Uh, Hall of Fame question. Thanks, Alan Shane Lewis. Oh uh, we're also immature. We just crushed it. Uh, <laughs> Catherine, mm. what is the best basketball movie? Um, uh, I'm a little biased, but I'm going to say Love and Basketball. That's a, it's like a Mount Rushmore, like whatever list you do. Uh, I think we already mentioned it. It's Space Jam, Matt. Get on it. Oh, my God. Space Jam. Should I wait for the new one and then go back and watch the oh, original? No. No. All right. Ned. Yes. I agree with Ned. Paul George for Westbrook. Which team says no and why? <laughs> Which team says no? Uh, well, the, the, well, the, I mean, yes, we had playoff P. He was a little mm-hmm. disappointing, but I think uh, he's still Kawhi's buddy. He's still, you know. Well, I don't oh, even oh, know you if think no. Friends. I don't even. You know don't think friends. so now, because that was like know. a condition for him. Um, it was I think, uh, boy, unless unless uh, um, Kawhi and his uh, and his uncle have uh, turned on turned on playoff P, that's different. There, I think they're going to try to work it out. They're going to work it out in LA. They got new coach, fresh start. I think um, the Clippers are turning it down. They're going to stay the course. And uh, and Russ would not improve them in the slightest at all. All right. <laughs> so so that would be why. Maddie. Yeah. Um, and apologies to Ned for this question. <clears throat> Cheers. Maddie. Yeah. Is Cleveland still a team? If so, why? <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> existential. <laughs> it's not nice. I think you know? technically yes, Cleveland's still a team, but mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough ride for quite a while, Ned. Sorry. Well, here, here's here's my long-term plan. I'm pleased. I went my whole life dreaming of a championship, and then one happened, so I'm happy. Uh, I'm just waiting it out until LeBron retires, and then he buys the team. There you go. That's not that's not bad at all. Um, pretty nice. I got nervous when you said, "Here's my long-term plan on the quickest question segment," but it was pretty. It was pretty medium. Yeah, I'm just waiting it out five, ten years. Oh God! Brown by the team, they'll be happy. <laughs> happy reunion. This is your. This is your last question. Do the Knicks make a ridiculous move this offseason? And if so, which one? Um. I'm actually going to say no, they're not going to make a ridiculous move this offseason because I think they have the audacity to believe they could get Giannis. <laughs> wow. Never a truer dagger to the Knicks. They're, they're ridiculous. They don't know how to build up. Perfect answer. Ned, yeah. 
who will be uh, who will be a new Raptors assistant coach now that Nate Dog is the Pacers head coach? Who will be the new assistant? Um, yes. You know what we haven't seen, and I think there's probably player union rules as to why not, but there used to be player coaches, you know? And now they don't do it anymore. So I want to give it to Kyle Lowry. I love it. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, buddies, that's Quickish Questions. That's the pod. Thank you both so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you. No props. I mean, thank you again is what I meant to say. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you all so much for listening. You know, share, subscribe, uh, listen to Dunktown. Um, but before we, we take off, Catherine, uh, you, you were here last week, but you're, you're a busy bee. You got shit going down. Uh, what's up? Where do you want to direct people? Uh, yeah, so I also have a basketball podcast. Buckets uh, and tea. Buckets and tea. I'm reviewing Nick Nurse's book. Uh, Monday, I released part one of my review and part two comes out next Monday, probably doing the most extensive review of this book out of anybody. Uh, Yeah. Every Monday, check it out. Uh, You can find me on uh, Twitter or Instagram at it's me underscore Catherine spelt C-A-T-H-R-Y-N. Awesome. Uh, No one will be doing a more in-depth deeper look at Nick nurse. So folks, you got to get in there. If you want to know the coach Ned, um, what's up? I know you're working on uh, a ton of different shows. I don't know what's out right now or what you want to tell people to check out or. Sure. Yeah. If you guys, uh, if you got kids or you want to watch a funny kids animated show, there's one on YTV called Ollie's pack, which runs on the weekends, uh, which you can check out Uh, a lot of funny Toronto people are in that. Um, another show called uh, Doomsday Brothers, which airs Sunday nights on Teletoon Adult Swim. Uh, so check out those two. Um, I'm on Twitter at Ned Petrie. Um, and yeah, keep in touch, everyone. Keep in touch, everyone. Uh, well, Matt, uh, I, think that, I think that's it for the pod. 